Hey, hey, welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 165, The Infinite. My name is Eric. And I'm Jason. You're laughing already. Is it, uh, was it the intro, or is it the subject matter? Oh, no, it was you saying The Infinite. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it conjures a lot of images. Yeah? Ooh, ironic. Oh. Or, is it ironic? I no longer know the definition of the word irony. Oh, because it's been, like, destroyed by our age group over right, the years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, is it ironic that it conjures up images and is published by Image? Oh. Or is that or just a coincidence? coincidence? Yeah. Yeah, right. It'd be ironic if it, if, were... it, if it conjured up images, but the story was about a guy going blind. Oh, uh, okay. That'd be yeah, yeah. Speaking of going blind, did Oddly. you did you wish that you uh, would have while reading this? Um, yes, <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this episode. Oh yeah, I am not. Really, I do not want to talk about this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Is it because uh, you're still formulating an opinion? Uh, no. I think my opinion is set in stone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because I have, in the past, I guess we, well, first of all, we should say, for, for those that don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had never said. Uh, this book is The Infinite, published by Image Comics, written by Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead and Invincible, Astounding Wolfman. Uh, wrote a bunch of stuff for Marvel at one point in time, like, uh, The Irredeemable Ant-Man. Marvel Zombies. And Marvel Zombies, yeah. And drawn by Rob Liefeld. And you yeah. know Rob Liefeld. You know Rob Liefeld. Captain America Man Tits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Youngblood. X-Force. New Mutants. New Mutants. Hawk and Dove. Current Hawk and Dove. Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool. Uh, future Deathstroke. Oh, yeah. Didn't uh, he do Bloodstrike? Bloodstrike. Uh, new Blood. Blood Wolf. Blood Wolf. New Men. Uh, <laughs> uh, Glory. Supreme. Prophet. See? All the greats. All the greats. Yeah. Uh, Evangeline. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Man. Did he create Evangeline? Uh huh. Really? Yeah. Uh, back in the nineties was the uh, licensor of Battlestar Galactica comics. Way before the uh, Battlestar uh, relaunch. Huh. Did he do those? Oh he yeah, his comics. Wow. Well, he, he did some covers. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did that awesome uh, Levi's commercial. Of course, Spike Lee's Levi's commercials. Button your fly. Yep. Uh, and now the infinite. And now the infinite. Hmm. Yeah. It's a uh, time travel story. It is. It's uh. Yeah. It's uh. I don't. <laughs> I. All right. You seemed really excited about this. No. Last time, like when I picked it. No. Oh, I mean, yes, but for not the reasons I think you think. Okay. For the reasons that are actually happening now, was I excited. Oh, really? Yes. Because everything that I was expecting happened. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh... Like, it's awful. Yeah? 
It's the worst thing I've ever read. Really? Yes. Man. And I read all issues of Even Warning Wake the Dead. <laughs> wow. Did you read all four of these? Yes. Yeah, me too. Good. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm thinking Robert Kirkman just has a huge nostalgia for early 90s, like all those comics that you mentioned earlier because, you know, he grew up reading that stuff, I guess. Right. Um, do you think he just really wanted to write something in that genre? Uh, I don't know. It's not really a genre, though. It's just a horrible style of comics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not a genre, but it's like this, this, Cause, uh. Because the actual genre of this book is, uh, sci-fi, action, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's time travel, there's dudes fighting, there's, there's war going on. Basically, the concept of a really cool comic is in here. Right. And uh, what it is, is lots of panels of uh, no backgrounds and guys uh, posing. Yeah. Poorly. With their teeth gritted. Teeth gritted. <laughs> holding, well, fists closed, things balanced on top of it. Not yeah. pointing at things. That's Liefeld. That is Liefeld. Um... But yeah, I mean, there was that whole fad in the early 90s where, I mean, it was mostly Liefeld, but I think a lot of it was, like, people aping Liefeld for some reason. That, oh, yeah. Where there was, like, those armored, multi-pocketed. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, I'll admit when I was 10, 11, you know, I fucking loved it. Because mm-hmm. it was cool. It was awesome. Right. You know. Those were badass-looking weapons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... And I ate that shit up. And then uh, two years passed by, and I realized that, uh, oh, wait, no. This is all bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh... Because, all right. Because <laughs> uh, I think you've gave me shit this week. Uh, me? Yes, you. I don't remember this. Uh, it was when I went in to, to purchase some comics at mm-hmm. uh, the store that uh, you work at. Uh, and uh, the new issue of... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Profit uh, was relaunched uh, starting this past week. Uh, written by Brandon Graham, drawn by... Uh, I want to say his name is Simon Roy. I can't remember. Yeah. But it's got like a really indie look to it. Like, uh, like definitely the sort of whatever you think of Rob Liefeld, it's the exact opposite. Yeah, it looks more like Cold Meat Comics did it or something or, or whatever. Know, like, is. just really artsy, like independent, okay. oddball kind of stuff. I, I would put it sort of uh, like in a Jeff Darrow light kind of style. Yeah. Uh, very otherworldly sci-fi, you know, kind of almost gross feeling. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but but in a good way. Yeah, in an in interesting, right. like artistic way. Yeah, like very European almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so again, the exact opposite of uh, <laughs> of what profit used to be uh, mm. before that issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you. Uh, you put the Rob Liefeld variant <laughs> cover in my file. Yeah. And uh, I got mad at you for doing so. And uh, you're like, but you defend him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean I fucking like him. Yeah. 
Well, I, I bought the Rob Liefeld variant as well. It wasn't like a rare variant. It was like a every, oh. every other copy variant. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So it wasn't. Like, it. So it wasn't like I singled you out and like was like he's the guy that's gonna get this. I was like, we're reading a lot Rob Liefeld book. It this, doesn't matter. I was like, we should both get this. I have never, ever declared that I liked Rob Liefeld. Right. Never. Really. Okay. I have defended him. Okay, I was going to say, I know you've at least defended him. But I have never said he was good. All right. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean you wouldn't want his cover. Yeah, it totally means <laughs> I don't want his cover. <laughs> well, I got his cover. You're an idiot. <laughs> I bought it. The, cover, the, uh, the other cover was done by your favorite person in the world. Who's that? Marion Churchland. Yeah, it was cool. That was yeah. a cool cover. She's not my favorite person in the world. Yeah, she is. I don't know what that happens. Some, somebody's breaking into your house. Yeah, that uh, could very well be happening. <laughs> I don't know. But we're dedicated to the show, so fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to check. Uh, maybe the ghost voice will come back uh, when I listen to this. Oh, one. maybe you from the future Ooh. just came back and you're breaking in to tell you that the war is coming. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to get trained by a guy with a giant mohawk. Right. Uh... <sighs> So, yeah, I have defended Rob Liefeld in the past. I think that stops now. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. This, this, is, the, this is the one, huh? Yeah. Well, I think uh, part of it is that uh, up until this point, I've never, like, it's been 16, 17 years since I've read an actual Rob Liefeld comic. Yeah. So I was always just defending him from a standpoint of, uh, you know, pinups that I see online randomly. Right. And he's like the go-to fallout boy. Right, know, people yeah. Just, people just slag on him when they think of bad comics. Right. He's like the first name that pops up. Right. He doesn't deserve that. <laughs> or you're begging to differ. I'm thinking he deserves it. Yeah. I'm thinking he deserves it. Um, yeah, like, like I, I did not want... To jump on that bandwagon with really? this episode, uh, like like I said, I have defended him in the past, and I've seen pieces of his art that I would consider almost good. And I, uh, it's like we've talked about many times in the past about how whenever we really dislike something, I think it mostly comes from an area of we're just disappointed. Because it could be good. Because the the person that's doing it has potential right. to do awesome stuff. Yeah. I think Rob Liefeld has that potential. Yeah. I think he's squandering the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, and spitting in your face while doing it. <laughs> His art, it's so bizarre to me. Because he got started really young. I mean, he was probably like 18 or something when right. he first started doing comics. Yeah. But it doesn't look like he's developed at all. I think he's gotten worse. Yeah. I think he has gotten worse. Maybe he's not gotten worse, but his inkers have gotten less awesome because at first he was having like McFarlane and people inking. Okay. This is very interesting that you bring that up because uh, I learned today uh, that uh, The Infinite is no longer being published. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it was in the new previews. Yeah, but it's, uh, that's pulled the plug. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh,. <laughs> Oh. I think, uh, you know, whatever issues have been solicited are probably happening. I'm not sure, but, uh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, announced, uh, the other day that, uh, 
due to creative differences, uh, the infinite is, uh, being canceled. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but was it between Kirkman and Lifehill? I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, but it, w- it wasn't exactly clear. But part of the issue apparently was that, uh, I guess, uh, Liefeld had, uh, some of the, like, a couple of future issues, I guess, inked by other people. And, uh, someone at Skybound Entertainment, which is Kirkman's, like, sub-company and image. Okay. Uh, said they weren't very good and, uh, told him to redo them. And so, Liefeld had to renew them himself. And then, uh, there was a follow-up sort of thing where he, uh, said that for the past ten years, all of his published artwork has been direct from pencils. Uh, huh. and so it's only just recently with the infinite that he has decided to try out uh, different inkers. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, apparently that is causing friction within the, the uh, oh. relationship there. And, uh, that, uh, if he's not going to be able to get the art to look the way he wants it to, then, uh, infinite is over. Really? So it's like more like him, like freaking out about his own art style. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I'm just telling you what I'm reading. Mm. I I have no insight into this. Right. Other than that, uh, somehow due to that and, uh, other creative problems, I guess, that, uh, there is no more infinite. Well, I, for one, am disappointed. Are you? Yeah. Really? Believe it or not, I liked it. You're an idiot. (laughs) I, uh. You're wrong. I added it to my file. Why? And I doubled our order. Why? Because we were only ordering one copy for, for a guy and I, I ordered a second copy for me. Um. What is your problem? What is wrong with you? I, I, uh, like I guess I would put it halfway into the guilty pleasure category where. How can you gain any pleasure out of this? <laughs> There's something about his artwork that like I do I clearly don't like that style at all. So basically you gave me shit <laughs> when you're the fan. I, Fuck you. I think I think you actually misinterpreted cuz I wasn't giving you shit. I was like that's an awesome cover. <laughs> and uh like I bought it. I like I looked at both of them and I was like I want the Liefeld one. So I bought the Liefeld cover. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, it's like I've wanted to like something by him for a right long time. Right now, Seth is rolling in his grave. <laughs> He's not even dead. Or did he kill himself during the first few minutes? Of- kill himself as soon as he heard you <laughs> said you liked this. Oh, uh, that's very possible. Don't get me wrong. Like I felt a little dirty for liking it, but uh I just thought it was fun. It was like like. I mean, there's a part of me that thinks he's sort of like the Ed Wood of comics, where like. He wants to make good stuff, he just doesn't know how. Everybody wants to make good stuff. But but you, they usually figure it out 20 years into their career, you know? You would think. That means that he's just playing bad. Yeah. And that is not to be celebrated. Ed Wood is not to be celebrated. Yeah. Unless you're talking about the Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I enjoyed Tim Burton, or uh, Ed Wood movies, mostly when I was, like, a teenager, you know? Like, I, I watched Plan 9 when I was, like, 14, and I thought it was awesome, and... Uh, I, I feel like the same kind of thing with him, like, like, it's just, it's so bad that it's fun to watch it unfold, and at least with Kirkman writing the dialogue, it was like, at least the story, I mean, 
There wasn't much of a story. I mean, like you said, it was basically just a time travel action right. extravaganza. But this is the kind of concept that should have a story. Yeah. You know, this should be full of things, not But I wonder... I, I, I really feel like Kirkman maybe was, like, pandering or catering to that oh, style. Oh, he totally was, and it's awful. Because he could do so much better. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And it's, it is like Kirkman, like, gave himself a lobotomy <laughs> and then decided to write The Infinite. <laughs> he just jabbed a fucking spike through his head and said, Infinite! That was him typing, right? Yes. <laughs> um, I agree. I agree with that. That really hurt my legs. <laughs> Maybe that's why the Kirkman had to stop writing this. He hurt his legs typing. <laughs> and, and I agree with you. I think the same reason you hate it is the same reason I like it. <laughs> um, but I think he did string together a bunch of, like, Liefeld action scenes and pinups. Yeah. Like, but- I, I think that's what he did. That is, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> but but I think uh, I think he purposely wrote it bad. Like, I don't mean like he was like, well, you know, maybe I'll, I'll oh, just I say it. Yeah. Like, I think he was like, I'm going to make this bad, because I think there's like, it almost seems like a, like, like, almost seems like a parody. Like, there's like 2% of me that thinks, like, he did it as a parody of Liefeld. Right. But I know he loves Liefeld. Yeah, like, like they've they've attempted to work together many times in the past. Did they? Do, yeah, what was it? I know they were they were attached to something before, but I can't remember what. I remember they were going to do a Killraven series for Marvel. Oh uh, wow, really? that uh, you know just fell through. And I want to say that Kirkman wrote, or at least was uh, supposed to write, some Youngblood for a while. That might have been one of yeah. That uh, might have been like not at Image or at Image. Yeah, at Image. Okay. Yeah, or, okay. I guess it was Kirkman that sort of got. Liefeld back into image. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it is like a guilty pleasure, like, like sort of like my poison tattoo. Like, I like poison still, right. and like, there's a part of me that legitimately likes them because you know, I mean, for as crappy as they are, like, you know, they knew how to play their instruments, but it's mostly yeah. But Rob Liefeld doesn't know how to play his <laughs> instruments. <laughs> uh, I mean, he can. I mean. Rob Liefeld is still the uh, 14-year-old trying to form a band in his garage that, uh, despite the fact that he's now in his 40s, uh, still can't figure out how to play the guitar. But you've heard the bass line on Unskinny Bop. It's like, I don't think I don't think he used his left hand to fret a chord. It's just like, you know, he was just like smoking cigarettes and moving his, picking, picking the top string. <laughs> yeah, it's passable as, as art. It's just not, it's not. good. It is not. He has gotten worse. He has absolutely gotten worse. Okay. If you look at some of his older stuff, like, like, if you look at the first couple issues of Youngblood, I mean, they're not good. Oh, yeah. You know, at least it almost seems like he's trying, and now it's like he's not. He's not even trying anymore. (laughs) And I think that is his biggest fault. And, uh... It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. He's lazy. It just comes down to he's lazy. And uh this is why I always fear that I am the Rob Liefeld of like my group of friends. Oh no. <laughs> Every no, seriously. Every time I look at a Rob Liefeld comic page, and, and now that I've immersed myself twice, I have read this book twice <laughs> oh, wow. to attempt to try to find something good in it. <laughs> 
And so I have immersed myself in this book. Four issues. There's an ad for Super Dinosaur in the end. That's kind of good. Some of the variant covers were good. J. J. Scott Campbell. The day that I see a J. Scott Campbell cover and say, that's awesome, is the day that I know that my life is over. Because I don't like J. Scott Campbell either. But his fucking cover is awesome. Compared to what's compared to the two hundred previous pages, yeah. <laughs> uh, what probably ninety six pages? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but but yeah, every time I, I look at his comics, I see me, and, and I see the reason why I don't do comics anymore because I am lazy and I get bored and I get tired when I'm drawing comics. Uh, Rob Liefeld does too. He just but does he it. Just, uh, <laughs> he just uh, finishes the parts that he likes, and then uh, screw everything else, uh, and then cranks out a book. Yeah. Leaves it to the colorists and the inkers. Yeah, he's like backgrounds. That's what the colorists for. Yep. Yeah. Change the color. That's. A, that's... But like, it, it seems like. Okay, for for twenty years, thirty years almost, even he has been criticized for his artwork and his anatomy. And where people like you and me would say, oh, you know, if this many people are actually saying this, you know, maybe there's something to it and I should probably try to maybe take some time off and work on it and then figure out my faults. Right. You know, I am a self-trained artist. I should maybe take some drawing classes, maybe some composition, some life drawing. At least buy a Joe Kubert book or two. Yeah. 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 Read some references. Uh, you know, uh, but, uh, what he does is, uh, figures out the worst way to do it in the opposite direction. <laughs> and, like he just uh, amps, amps it up even more. Right. Cause, uh, like his figure drawing is atrocious. Oh yeah. Uh, like, like, it used to be like you would draw a figure, uh, and like their torsos would be really tiny. And now they're all four times as big as the rest of the body. <laughs> with like eight pack abs, or mostly it's just uh, random ink scribbles where a stomach should be. Yeah, I'm seeing most of these things as I flip through the book right now. Yeah, uh, he he is drawing feet. Yeah, I mean there are some e- eclipsed in fog and whatnot, but a couple times. Yeah. But, but yeah, he is putting some feet in there, right. which you never saw in a young blood comic, right? And, and I know in the sort of the mid not, mid to late nineties. He, he went in the opposite direction and just started giving everybody gigantic boots to say, like, see, see I, I can draw, draw feet. feet. Yeah. They're gigantic now. <laughs> How can you miss them? Right. But he has not learned a damn thing about storytelling, <laughs> about pacing, about design. Character characters. differentiation. Oh, my God, the character differentiations. <laughs> can I talk about this page? Uh, Speaking of that, yes, is that the page you were gonna? Uh, I was just gonna talk in general, but yeah. uh, by all means, uh... there's something I definitely wanted to point out. All right, there's this scene, and like, okay, when the first issue of Infinite came out, uh, uh, we flipped through it at work, and we were we were just like, oh my god, like Jeremy's like, look, look, this is he's like, they're supposed to be in a van, like all three of these people, and right, it, I mean, it's just it's just horrific looking, right, and uh, but I, when I read it. Uh, the, the, the same very page, um, okay, the, the future Bowen, the guy that's like in his 
40s or whatever, right. is driving, and then, like, the younger Bowen is in the passenger seat, and their friend is in, his friend is in the back seat. Right. And there's a scene where, uh, he's trying to figure out, he's trying to tell his friend that that's him in the future. He's like, he's like, Case, look at him, he's me. He's like, that's impossible. And, uh, he's like, oh, where, where is it? Oh, I thought, I thought it was the same page where he says something, but he's like, we have the same face. But if you look at it, everybody on that page has the exact same face. Right. Case and Case and Bowen, like the young guys, they both have the exact same eyes and nose and mouth and eyebrows, eyebrows everything. Just different hair color, yeah, slightly different hairstyle. So I wonder if that's a joke, like if it's like, no, that's just Rob Liefeld. But I, mean, I wonder if Kirkman's making fun of Liefeld. No, because <laughs> he wrote the words, but yeah. Uh, but okay, so so the plot of this is basically. Uh, the main character is Bowen. He's from the future. Uh, this evil group called the Infinite have taken over the world. He steals a time travel belt, uh, <laughs> and goes back into the past to recruit his younger self and, uh, the younger version of his best friend to, uh, stop the Infinite before they actually take over the world. Right. Uh, so we're dealing with a character who's in his 40s, uh, meeting his past self who was in his 20s. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he, like, saves himself from getting into some... Some trouble. Some right, trouble. Yeah. And then he, like, tries to, like, train him. Oh, yeah. Right, right, it's right. on the previous page. Like, she's like, look at him. He's you. And he's, <clears> like, <throat> he's like, look at my face. Don't I look familiar? Don't I sound familiar? Right. And everybody on the page has the same face. All right. I'm 33. Uh, I have been six foot three since I was about 18 years old. Uh, I'm probably not gonna grow anymore. Right. Uh, in fact, I'll probably shrink. Right. And when you get in your sixties, right? Uh, old Bowen is like seven foot tall. (laughs) Young Bowen is like five foot eleven. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Maybe he's wearing. (laughs) And also, no wrinkles. Or when he does have wrinkles, they both have wrinkles. (laughs) Well, yeah, all the wrinkles. I mean, uh, they're all formed from gritting and then, teeth. Yeah, and just extra cross-hatching right. instead of wrinkles. Yeah, it's 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 atrocious. But even worse is uh, when we meet the uh, uh, the bad guy, uh, Imperius, which is the most generic name of a villain ever. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently, in the past, we also meet his future self as well. So there's two Imperiuses going on. One of them is about 12 foot tall, and the other one is about 4 foot 3. <laughs> well, just to show you who's older. Right, right yeah. yeah. <laughs> so apparently Rob Liefeld thinks like a four-year-old. Maybe maybe that's true. Maybe he does just have, like, the mind of a child. I mean, that's very possible. Because when you're, when you're young, like, big people are older. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> it makes sense. No, it really makes sense. Like, because everything that he draws looks like something like a child would draw, like oh, yeah. giant boobs, pouches everywhere. Yep. Um, you don't like feet? Don't draw, draw feet? Just hide them behind yeah. something, you know? Don't like drawing backgrounds? Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Don't uh, don't try to use any perspective. No, no, you know, never. Or no proportion or anatomy. I mean, but all the names, not just a. Uh, oh yeah, all the names are terrible. Oh yeah, there's core and dual and. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's all bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but 
but I think it's fun. Oh, and like, and like, I, I just really want to know if I'm laughing with him or at him, you know? Right. Because I think even once before, like you jokingly said, maybe Liefeld was just playing a joke on everybody, and like, I thought so for a long time. That was like part of my defense was yeah. that because, because yeah, I still feel like he can draw a thing <laughs> yeah. if you wanted to, right? Uh, and like, just some of the stuff that he draws are so ridiculous that you have to wonder if if he's just being. A bullshit artist, right? And pulling one on everyone. But after reading this, I no, I don't think so. I think he's just retarded. <laughs> okay, well, there's there's one other Kirkman thing that I thought might be like him joking around too. Okay, um, like halfway through the book, when uh, uh, both of the Bowens are they meet up with the giant uh, golden armored Mohawk guy named Core. Core, yeah. Um, and and uh, and the older. Uh, version of uh, Bowen is explaining to him. He's like, he's like, I know so much about you. I know you don't really want to work for Imperius. You signed up, joined his cause, allowed him to experiment on you, but not because you believed in him. And then there's a he punches him and he goes, "Goom!" There's some great sound effects in this book. He says, "You did it to save your daughter, but he was lying to you. You can't help her. There's no cure for her. She dies." And then like there's more sound effects. Right. And then, like, much later... There we go. Okay. Yes. <laughs> much later in the book, towards the end, Kor finally realizes, you know, that... Right. You know, he, he's like, yeah, Imperius was playing me. And he goes... He's like, uh, I have no other choice. That man, whatever he is, he lied to me, used me. He never had any intention of curing my sister. I won't let him win. Okay, wait a minute. Sister? <laughs> Kor just said sister. I thought they were talking about his daughter. Yep. And uh, even between there, there was another reference to it, and he says daughter. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, right before we came in here, I was looking for that exact page. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh. And, like, Kirkman seems like a pretty meticulous, like, Seriously, writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I gotta wonder, is he just, like, writing it bad on purpose? I don't know. It's so hard to... It's hard to say. Because, <laughs> I mean, that is clearly... Something that Rob Liefeld would do. Yeah, exactly. And, and, like, not know about it. Right. You know, like, like, yeah, because, I mean, just as far as the fact that, you know, panel to panel, characters can't look the same. Like, he is not going to remember oh, yeah. that, you know, the detail of a character's personality. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, I, I'm trying to find it now, but I don't know if I can, but there was a scene, like, whenever the issues were coming out, I was flipping through. Oh, yeah, here it is. I think this is it. Um, there's a scene where they're they're getting guns. And like, in in one scene, oh shoot, I can't find it. It's not that page. There's a scene where they're they're like loading up with guns, and in in one panel, bring their friends. Oh shit, I can't find it. Uh, can I say something? Oh yeah, looking for that? yeah. Uh, speaking about loading up on guns, yeah. Not Nirvana related. Uh, I think the same scene you're talking about. Uh, like they. The two younger versions uh, go to the warehouse headquarters, whatever, for older Bowen. Yeah. And they, they see the room full of guns, and they're like, oh, my God, this weaponry is so high-tech. It must be from the future. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. And then the very next page, in present-day setting, uh, they go to a military base where the guards standing outside the military base are using the exact same types of weapons. <laughs> Yeah. Is that what you were talking about? Well, no, this one, I mean, it's the same exact 
scene. But, but like, they grab these guns. Ah, I can't find it. Uh, They grab these guns, and then the next... Oh, I think this is it. Oh, shit, that's not it either. They grab these guns, and then the next panel, like, the guns that used to be, like, uh, giant are, like, tiny in in their hands. Oh, yeah, that happens all the time. They're changing sizes. Oh, yeah. It's like... Maybe maybe that's what future technology is like. The the guns like change to fit your situation. Right. You know, like oh, you need a bigger shot here, so the gun like expands. In sure. Order. Yeah. The exact same reason why Shaft never had a string on his bow. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Technology. Flaboosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a time belt. Right. Uh. Oh, the fucking time belt. The fucking time belt. There is a scene. Well, first of all. It's the fucking time belt. Uh, older Bowen in the future grabs it off of Imperius. Uh, we never actually see that happen, but he's just got this thing in his hand. Uh, oh, yeah. He, like, apparently made a slick move and right. s- stole a belt off a guy without him knowing it. Right. And also the fact that uh, the entire time that we see that guy, he's never wearing a belt. <laughs> Maybe because Bowen already went back into the future and, like, removed his belt. Sure. Uh, so he grabs this belt, which is just a white strip. There's nothing about it that says anything. Right. It's 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 like a a robe belt that you get at like a, a hotel. <laughs> Oddly enough. Uh, so then later on, uh, sort of that same scene. That I was talking about earlier, where they're in the uh, the headquarters or whatever. Uh, older Bowen introduces uh, younger Bowen and his friend to the the time belt. Uh, so there's like this huge uh, explanation of the time belt. The, nobody's holding anything. Nobody is pointing to anything. Uh, there's just uh, they're standing in a hallway with some lights. Uh, well, apparently one of those lights is the time belt. That is uh, entirely covered up by word balloons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is that supposed to be the time that belt? That is supposed to be the time belt. Okay. It yeah. looks like just a, a fixture on a wall. Yeah, that would be something to make prominent in the panel. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he's not a good storyteller. No. Uh, which also makes me wonder, like, I think maybe part of the problem uh, is that it's done Marvel style. Where, like, basically maybe Kirkman and Liefeld even came up with the plot, and then Liefeld just drew it, and then Kirkman scripted it afterwards. okay. And had to try to make sense of it. That's very possible. Yeah. That, I think, explains a lot of the, you know, weirdness that happens. Yeah. And maybe maybe by the point when uh, Core thinks that he has a sister and not a daughter... That uh, <laughs> Kirkman had just given up. Right. <laughs> yeah. And there's the uh, the time belt again, which looks completely different uh, ever since the other appearances of it. Uh, okay. And then, uh, yeah, I guess, like, towards the end of the book, Older Bowen uh, takes the time belt to uh, travel somewhere else to oh, yeah. do something that we're not aware of yet. Right. And when he comes back, he he now has a gigantic <laughs> scar across his face. Just like a cable would. <clears throat> right. 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, right down his uh, left eye through his uh, cheek and mouth. Does a cable have one of those? Or does uh, he just have a glowing eye? No, he's got a scarred eye and a glowing okay. eye. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe he went to the future and uh, hung out with Cable and thought, he, thought he was awesome looking. Except that uh, the very next time that we see Bowen after that, he no longer has a scar. <laughs> and then, like, he's in this battle, uh, like, with this woman who, uh, she's, like, at a cafe or something that explodes, which the explosion causes her, uh, her jacket to just disintegrate. Oh, yeah. And then the ensuing, uh, gunfight causes her sleeves to disappear. Uh, <laughs> but Bowen is there, and he's, uh, he's doing his thing, and then they, uh, he recruits her for the, the team that they, they're gonna go up against the infinite. And, uh, when he shows back up, uh, he has the scar again. And uh, there's a bit of a line of dialogue like, hey, good use uh, using that uh, masking device to cover up your facial scar. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah. Wow. So he's, like, fixing Liefeld's problems. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> I I read a lot of Robert Kirkman stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, in almost every trade paperback and hardcover, there's always, like, an extras kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, he doesn't even have that scar on the last page of this book. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, so there's always extras, uh, like, sketches and covers and everything. And, uh, like, uh, uh, there's always, like, commentary from Kirkman and whoever the artist is, like Ryan Otley on Invincible, you know, uh... I don't think uh, Walking Dead has any of that stuff, but Invincible definitely does. Astounding Wolfman did. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, we get one sentence from Robert Kirkman, uh, which is basically, on this page you'll see my layout for the trade paperback cover and Rob's layout, which was a great improvement. On the following page you'll see his completed inks. Uh, so we see... Uh, Robert Kirkman's little thumbnail sketch, which uh, is kind of how the cover actually turns out. Yeah. We see Rob Liefeld's uh, sketch, which is actually way better than his finished product. Yeah. And also completely different. Yeah, completely different, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, but the final version that Liefeld did does look you know, pretty much exactly like the Kirkman sketch, which right. is weird. It's like, why was there this weird uh, transition in the middle? Right. But then... That is the only commentary throughout the rest of the sketches and cover gallery. Uh, Kirkman had nothing Kirkman to had say. nothing to say. Yeah. Uh, so it makes me think that, like, I think the relationship got strained a long time before uh, this current blowout. Right. All right, here's this uh, variant cover that uh, McFarlane inks over uh, Liefeld. And it doesn't look half bad. Yeah. It looks a lot better in black and white, too. Oh, yeah. I, I agree, definitely. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of detail that disappears in the color version. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, it's, it's, it's bad, but I but I just... I kind of had fun reading it. Like, like, I don't think I could ever read, like, you know, more than one title like this a month. But I feel like this would be, like, my guilty pleasure, dumb action oddball piece of crap comic that I could read once a month. 
Like I said, I am no fan of J. Scott Campbell, but he does a variant cover here. And it's fucking amazing. It's like, this is making me rethink my stance on J. Scott Campbell. Because <laughs> uh, that looks like a comic I'd want to read. Yeah. Characters are dynamic. They're relatively in proportion. Uh, the guns look real. They look like they're actually holding them. Yeah. They look like they're actually somewhere. Like actually standing on some sort of solid ground yeah, right. with the background and not just a weird gradient in the background. Right, yeah. Like and even the things that are like clearly like special effects, like when colored, like he actually drew them. Like on the black and yeah. white. Instead of yeah. Instead yeah. of just uh adding them in had leaving a sticky note for the colorist. Add this here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I cannot believe that you liked this. It's kind of a train wreck that I'm uh, gawking at. It's a it's a freeway accident that I couldn't stop looking at, and I wanted more. And I'm kind of disappointed that it was canceled. <laughs> well, you'll still have a few more issues. Yeah, probably. I, oh my god! <laughs> I I it's weird because I expected to like it a lot less, and I expected you to like it. A lot more than than you do. Right. Like I thought, and like this is before I read it. Like right, right. not not based on like anything other than you know I thought it'd be fun and right. Kirkman and like it might be a good combo. It might I be thought a, there would be more Kirkman than there was Liefeld, but it was pretty much ninety nine percent. Right. And, yeah, I'm gonna say one hundred percent Liefeld. I don't. There is nothing about this that screams Kirkman to me. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really. It didn't feel like a Kirkman story at all. Right. Yeah. It just felt like he kind of reined it in a little bit as far as, like, you know, giving it some sort of... There were a lot more pages of people talking than I would have ever expected. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, like, it seems like he tried to make it make more sense than a life comic normally does. But, yeah, it was definitely not a... I could see how you you would, you know, it's not a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. It's it's it's, not a perfect match. No. (laughs) It's, like, more like... Uh, like putting masking tape on a, I don't know, a waffle fry. <laughs> or, uh, I was going to say a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm done defending Rob Liefeld after this. Hey, I, uh, I don't, I can't, I can't, uh, try to talk you out of that at all. Cause I, like I said, it, it like m- my entire enjoyment of this feels like some sort of guilty pleasure thing that I could just, like, I'd have to explain away every time someone's like, you're buying that? You're reading that? Right. Like, not that I would hide it. I would just be like, well, okay, it's, it's right. dumb and it's... So the thing is, I don't believe in guilty pleasures. You either like something or you don't. Yeah. And, and uh... But, I mean, there's different reasons you like stuff. Well, sure. But uh, you shouldn't be feeling guilty about any of it. Well, I mean, I... So the fact that you feel guilty about liking this means that you probably don't actually like this. No, I, I actually, I really, I swear, well, then don't I really say it's a guilty pleasure. Well, guilty, defend it. I think guilty. Now. I think guilty pleasure. I think guilty pleasure is what I would call it. But the word guilty, like, like it's not. I don't actually feel guilty. It's just like that's what people usually call guilty pleasure stuff. Right. That they're like, this doesn't seem like you know it's good, but right. I enjoyed it anyway. Right. And I did. Like, I thought it was fun and, like, retarded. And, like, and, like I don't... It's absolutely retarded. I don't think it makes sense. It made me dumber. <laughs> and I'm pretty goddamn dumb. 
Yeah, it's not good. And it doesn't make sense. And, like, as I'm reading it, like, I realize that it doesn't make sense. And, I, and like, I kind of gave up on trying to, like, you know, like, after after those couple incidents, like, you know, the guy, his daughter is now his sister. Right, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, unless he's from Kentucky, it's like this, you know. <laughs> it could be Kirkman's from Kentucky. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it's more, maybe it's autobiographical. Ooh. He's core and Liefeld is Bowen. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it just seems like a dumb, fun, weirdo thing to me. It, it seems more like something like kids would do, you know? And right. like, it's like me reading a comic that my two retarded nephews made or right. something, you know? But, like, we have actually read a comic that a kid did yeah. on this show. And it's like the greatest it, thing ever. It's true. Yeah. It's infinitely better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, X-Cop is infinitely better than the infinite. Maybe there should be like an infinite Axe Cop crossover. <laughs> I have a feeling that that would just ruin Axe Cop. Yeah, probably. Because I think Liefeld taints everything. Like I said, I'm done defending him. Yeah. Uh, I, I spent, yeah, like I've been defending him for, for a couple of years now. Uh, like uh, there's even a post on my blog where I defended him uh, after we did Rob Liefeld week uh, for OK Panic. Oh, yeah. I think it was like our second topic yeah. ever. And uh, I did two drawings. I did one that I posted on OK Panic and one that I posted on my blog. And the one I posted on my blog was clearly just me making fun of Rob Liefeld's art. Right. But, like, I wrote up this thing about, like, defending him and, and, and like, how I don't think he's as terrible as people say. And, again... Also stated clearly that I don't like him. Right. I, I don't like his art. You don't like his art, but but he should not be the go-to whipping boy. Right, right. Uh, yeah, because I'm pretty sure I've seen worse art than him. But uh, maybe not. <laughs> I think especially in 2012, you know, published not only by Image Comics, which, you know, I, I think... As long as you have a decent story, you can pretty much get published by Image Comics. Mm -hmm. But not only that, but being hired by DC to not do one, but three books in their massive relaunch. That seems crazy to yeah. me that, that he's as popular or that he's as consistently hired as right. he is. And, uh, you know, maybe he is just a hell of a nice guy. Uh, right. You know, like, I've read stuff about him, you know, that he, he's pretty accommodating to fans, and, uh, but, you know, like, yeah, that can't account for all of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know anybody, like, I don't, I don't know anybody that's ever met him at a convention. My brother actually rode an elevator with him once. Right, right. <laughs> Just those two. But he said he didn't talk to him. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I've never heard any stories about him. Um, so yeah, maybe that is it. Maybe he's just nice and the editors are like, ah, give him work. Right. And the thing is, like, because uh, cause it was announced, I think, like, two weeks ago that uh, uh, he was taking over a couple, like, Hawk and Dove was being canceled by DC, and in lieu of that, he was getting three books. Like, from Death, these. Deathstroke or Deathstroke, something? Hawkman, and... Uh, that's crazy. Grifter. Grifter. Three books? That's insane. Yeah. He's drawing Deathstroke and writing it, and he's just writing the other two. Which is, yeah. What? Yeah. That's even worse. Yeah. Well, I guess he's getting co-writers. Okay. Uh, so I'm guessing, you know, they're just sort of going to script over his plots. Right. Sort of like Fabian Natsitsa back on X-Force. That's insane, though. Oh, yeah. Completely insane. 
like his his writing is only there to like string together his pinups. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, in the wake of that, there was a lot of like you know, sort of, sort of how we're reacting. Right. You know, just sort of this incredulous. You know, how is this happening? Yeah. Just, just like it's a total mind fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it caused a lot of. Rob Liefeld defenders and Rob Liefeld himself to say, you know, hey, you know, you, I worked hard to get here and, and to be this successful, and you know, it's just like you know, every success story, you know, everyone's always going to try to bring you down when you get to the top. But it's just sort of this thing where it's like, just because something is successful doesn't make it good, right? Yeah, there's a lot of quality that floats to the top, yeah, or sinks to the bottom, and a lot of crap that floats to the top, yeah. Because uh, I think we can honestly say that uh, Britney Spears, not good, was a huge uh, musical artist for a long time. Mm-hmm. It happens in everything: movies, television, uh, you know, music, etc. Mm-hmm. Where just uh, you know something becomes inexplicably huge without having any kind of quality to it. Right. And uh, that's you, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's it's so bubblegummy. It's like action pop or something. Yeah, but you know, especially in comics, I think you can have, I think you can have action pop with some substance. Oh yeah, like Mad especially Mad in, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like yeah, just uh, I think comics is the one medium that shouldn't just be, you know, strung together bullshit. Right. Yeah. You because know, because. There are so few people to get in the way of that happening. Right. You know. And there's no budgetary constraints because. Right. You know, if you, you don't have to spend more money for a crane shot or for a crowd scene. You just have to do it, take the time and do it. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like he got, he was in the right place at the right time. And just sort of, you know, has been rocketing forward on that momentum ever since. I wonder if that right place and right time was a, Crossroads in the middle of nowhere in in southern uh, United States. <laughs> <laughs> May have deal with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Okay, as long as you're admitting that it's bad, it's bad. But it, but it, but I, I found it enjoyable, and I would read more. Like, like, it's bad, but I can look past its flaws, it's many flaws, and find some sort of enjoyment out of it. That's weird. That's yeah. a weird one. <laughs> oh. Well, I could not. Yeah. <laughs> again, I tried. I read this book twice. Right. No, I'm... I uh, My hat's off to you. I mean, like I said, like, if I would have hated it that much, I might not have even finished it. You know, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Well, even if, even after the first read-through... I still wasn't quite sure what to think. Like, like I just, I did not know what my opinion of it was yet. Sometimes that's a really good sign for something. Sometimes. Like, like it catches you so off guard and it's so different that... But I think I was just so off guard because of its awfulness. Right. Like, 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 like you, I was, and, and, you know, yeah, I was confused as to whether, like, this was Kirkman just parodying it. Uh, and like, you know, further evidenced by the lack of commentary in the background that he usually has in all of his trades. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just so, 
uh, just so confused that, that I had to sit through it again. I, I really, yeah, I mean, I, I really kind of feel like it's a possibility that Kirkman was just fucking with people. Yeah. And like, and I do, I don't really know that he would have let Liefeld in on it, you know? Like if it was just like, he thought, he thought it could be just fun and weird and stupid and, I mean, I feel like he wouldn't do that, but at the same time, I, f- I feel like it's a possibility. Right. I don't know. Like, cause it's a strong concept. Like, like, you know, from, from, uh, just a, f- you know, standpoint of, of sci-fi and fiction and all that, that, you know, it, it's, you know, it's an intriguing idea that I think properly executed could be great. Yeah. Even in a dumb sort of, you know, big action way. Like the Terminator. Yeah. The Terminator 2. It's very, uh, like, it's got a lot of parallels to oh, yeah. Terminator 2. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, hell of a good movie. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah it's, uh. I think even with, with a better artist, this would have been better. You know, like, like, uh, someone who can actually tell a story. Oh, like, yeah. Keep the plot the exact same way and even the dialogue. Right. And I think just, <laughs> Just with someone who knows how to lay out a comic book page, uh, and, uh, tell a story with characters interacting. Like, like not even just, you know, let's sit down and have a cup of coffee and discuss our problems. But just like, you know, I'm gonna punch you in the face, and it's actually gonna look like someone has just punched you in the face. Right. Whereas Rob Liefeld is just like, here's a character fallen, so I guess I better draw this other character with his fist <laughs> sort of close to wherever he is. There's some great, oh yeah, there's like this one scene where, when the older Bowen first arrives and he's in his hoodie and he's fighting people, that's that panel is like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, he has gained one hundred pounds yeah. uh, from the previous panel <laughs> and shrunk about two feet. And he's got this weird body posture where it looks like he's doing some sort of insane European dance, right. you know. <laughs> and then people are just falling over with sound effects around them. And oh, yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. And there, there's one other guy at Mavericks that I know that read this, and he was in on Friday, and uh, and I said, I said, so Justin, I said, uh, you read The Infinite, right? You bought that trade, and because he, he special ordered the trade, and because uh, he, he likes Kirkman, and uh, he was like, yeah, and I was like, so what do you think? He goes, eh. <laughs> That's all he said, and then he just changed the subject. And I was like, all right. <laughs> well, I have been. Like I said, I wasn't looking forward to talking about this, but at the same time, I have desperately wanted to talk to someone about this for a while. Right. Uh, just, just to vent. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, I was, you know, I was hoping. Yeah. Cause, cause again, Kirkman is a fantastic writer. And I thought that, well, if, if there is someone that could elevate Rob Liefeld. Yeah. That Kirkman has to be the guy. Yeah, like it, like, I honestly expected this to be a different kind of enjoyment from me. I expected right. it to be like, wow, he's, you know, you know, it's like Tarantino, uh, getting Travolta to shine, you know, right, yeah, like yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it was just like, a, it was like Kirkman sinking to the level Love of a Rob Leffel right, comic yeah. for either nostalgia or parody purposes. And right. I can't figure out what, uh, cause yeah, cause I mean, you know, Invincible is insanely violent and it's action packed, but there's a story there and it's held together well. And you know, but he's got a super capable artist, you know, that's doing to, it to show you what's going yeah, on. And right. I thought that you know maybe maybe Kirkman could you know bring that kind of thing and, and play to Liefeld's strengths while at the same time enhancing Liefeld. But no, 
It just yeah. didn't. Yeah, it didn't. Didn't work out that way. Nope. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. Like, I don't think you're nitpicking or anything. I just think you're right. It's awful. But even despite that, I enjoyed it. Yeah, fair enough. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, I gotta, I gotta take a breather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be back. Hey, we're gonna have scars on our faces when we come back. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> but then, who knows? We'll try to mask them. Oh yeah. 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 So that way they disappear by next episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do the podcast called Gutter Trash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, so no scars on your face. Uh, are there any on mine? No, no, it doesn't look like it. Is there a little red spot on my head at least? <laughs> uh, no, no. Oh, okay. oh yeah, congratulations on being alive. Today. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I uh, didn't expect it, honestly, but uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty excited. I. Yeah. I took a nasty spill on Friday evening. Yeah. Uh, stepped on some ice while leaving my girlfriend's, uh, apartment complex, uh, right by the sidewalk. Yeah. And landed on my forehead. On the steps or on the sidewalk? On the sidewalk. Alright. I mean, well, I slipped on the steps and it was weird. Oh, cause, yeah, yeah. And I like caught, and I like, I like, my feet flew out from under me on the steps and then like I landed on the sidewalk. And the sidewalk was ice too. Right. So then the, my feet just slipped out from under me and I landed on my forehead. Right. Right there. Like, uh, it's on your right side temple area? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, your glasses are fine. Do they like fly off of your face or anything? No, not yeah. at all. Like, yeah, you're probably alright. <laughs> well, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I hit hard. I really did. Yeah. It was like, it was like I hit above where my glasses were right. because like, I was at that sort of an angle. It was crazy. Like, right. my feet, like, flew up. So, I mean, like, yeah, my, my, I think, and then my left hand must have, uh, went in front of my face because my hand hurts really bad and my knee hurts really bad. Right. So, uh, some of, some of it took the brunt of the force there, but yeah, my head bounced off the pavement. There. Right. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, but you seem to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Other than, like, yeah, I had, like, a, 40 hour headache, but you got away finally. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's still lingering, but right. it was much worse yesterday. Yeah. 
Well, if uh, any of you out there knows anything about head trauma, uh, let us know as soon as possible. If uh, <laughs> Maybe that's why I like the infinite. I've got head trauma. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is good. <laughs> I am, yay. Uh, seriously. If, uh, if anybody out there knows anything about head trauma, make sure you let us know as soon as possible. Yeah. If this is a sign of something bad that's about to happen. Uh, but otherwise, you look fine. You seem fine. You, uh, seem more together today than you did yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah, I told you yesterday, uh, like on the way to work, I, like I got summoned for jury duty next month and uh, I dropped, I was, I was sending the envelope in and I pulled up to one of those, like, you know, pull up mailboxes and right. I and I went to roll my window down and I just turned my turn signal on and I like I was sitting there holding the the envelope waiting for my window to go down and I, like it wasn't going down and I look over and I see uh, like the light flashing that my turn signal's on and I was like oh I just turned my turn signal on and I was like you know something's something's crossed somewhere <laughs> but but that was the only thing that's happened since then that uh seemed odd to me <laughs> And I, and I read The Infinite before the head trauma. Right. But for all I know, I hated it. Right. <laughs> and after the head trauma, I remember loving it. <laughs> so, uh, your wrist, uh, you said you put it in front of your face. Yeah. To catch the fall. Uh, does it, like, hurt when you do anything? Mm. Or is it just sort of like a dull pain? Yeah, I've got, like, a dull sore, like, okay. kind of right. like a muscle cramp kind right. of feeling. Because uh, I broke my wrist, uh, actually I fractured it a long time ago. I was uh, out with my friends, I was, like, in the sixth grade, riding bikes, and... Uh, my one friend was like, uh, hey, there's a curb coming, and, like, I tried to pull over, like, you know, as much of the curb as possible, except there was no curb, there was just a ditch, Ooh. and, uh, tumbled into it, and put my hands out, and, uh, fractured my wrist, uh, of course, I looked up to see the car on the opposite side of the street, it wasn't even near me, <laughs> so I got pissed off about that, Oh and, yeah, uh, but yeah, my wrist hurt for, like, a day, like, it, like, it was a harsh, harsh pain. And, uh, eventually, like, my mom was like, I'm taking you to the doctor. And, uh, found out that it was fractured. It was. So, yeah. But just because, you know, you, your instinct is to, you know, throw your hands out in front of you. Well, yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's probably good, because, I mean, you don't want, you right. know, you don't want your face planted in first. No, yeah. I know, uh, when I went to Puerto Rico, a uh, similar thing happened to my mom. Uh, we were, uh, walking on the sidewalk, and it was, like, one of those, uh, areas where it's, like, a little ramp. Uh, you know, for like wheelchairs to get up on. Okay. And she's just sort of stepped off of it wrong and just like went face first and like put her hands out and uh, shattered her wrist. Ooh. Yeah. It's Vacation than, ruined. Yeah. yeah. I guess better than shattering your, your skull. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you said that bike story reminded me years ago, me and Doogie were out riding bikes together one summer and. And it was like, I swear this is like out of like a montage in a 80s comedy movie because, uh, we were riding our bikes and there was this cute girl walking through the parking lot that we were riding through. <laughs> and, uh, and like we both were like kind of watching her as, as she walked and we didn't realize, but like instead of like riding perfectly parallel to each other, 
all of a sudden, like, our paths started to slowly, you know, merge, merge together. <laughs> and, uh, and then by the time we noticed it, we were, like, like a foot away from each other, and we both, like, s- slammed on our brakes, and he just, like, took flight. Like, <laughs> like he just left, <laughs> he left his bike, and his bike just, like, kind of rolled and, like, crashed off to the left. And, uh, and he, like, seriously, he, like, shot into the air. <laughs> Like it was like Christopher Reeve style Superman, and uh, and he just like landed on his chest and like skidded across the the ground, and I was like, oh my god! And I like you know got off my bike and ran over, and he was just laying there on the floor on the pavement, face down, laughing when I got to him. <laughs> but it was like out of a movie, like I you know it was just like one of those bizarre bizarre sights that. I, you know, you don't usually just see unless it's being filmed for fun. <laughs> oh. well, I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. Glad you're okay. Glad you're okay. Huh? We're all okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So anything else uh, fun? happening? Uh, not to me. Nope. No. No. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you? I, I thought I was going to do something fun today. Okay. Um, I got up early as I invited you yesterday, uh, yeah, to yeah. go to the, the Dayton Art Institute has a traveling exhibit of Norman Rockwell paintings. Right. And it's there for another, like, two weeks. And I decided to go today, so... Uh, my girlfriend met me at the house, sure. and we called Doogie to see if he wanted to go, because he's a big Norman Rockwell fan. Right. And he was like, we, after a little bit of talking him into it, he decided to meet us there. And so we got there, and there was a ton of cars there. Like, I'd never had to park that far away from the art museum when I went there before. Right. Like, even when I went to one of the special exhibits. And when we got inside, there was like, I'd never seen... Uh, like those bank style lines, the corrals, you know, where it's just like back and forth loops. And it was like, wow, this is crazy crowded, but you know, it's moving along. And we got in line and this lady with a clipboard was like going through the line talking to each person. And when she got to us, she was like, she's like, yeah, this is just the line to get tickets. She's like, once you get tickets, uh, there's, there's a two hour wait in line for the exhibit. And we were like, oh, can we just like, you know, get our tickets and come back when, our turn is over, and she's like, no, you have to wait in line. We're like, what? So we aborted mission. And I uh, decided to, like, maybe come back another day in the next two weeks. But uh, unfortunately, I think today's the only day that all of us would be able to go together, or even two of us, except for the very last day of the exhibit. And I'm sure that'll be, like, when it's even more crowded, because right. all the people that have been putting it off will go the last day. Right. So I don't know that I'm going to get to go unless I go, like, bright and early on a weekday morning sometime by myself this week. So, so that was kind of disappointing. Well, I'm sorry to hear it. But, uh, but we should... Uh, looking forward to Yeah, I mean, I, I love Norman Rockwell, and, and I was lucky enough that I've seen uh, two different exhibits of his art before. Oh. Um, well, then you're not missing So, yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure I've seen a lot of them. Because, <laughs> I mean, I went to New York to, like, they had moved his actual studio to this, to this museum, and, like, his... It's the Norman Rockwell Museum, and uh, it's either in, it's like right by the border of New York and Massachusetts, I forget which state it's actually in, but it was when I was coming back from Massachusetts, so I stopped there, right. and uh, 
It was awesome. And, uh, like, they have a studio there. You can see, like, his actual easels and all his paints and everything. And then they also had, like, tons of his original paintings. So, you know, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of his art, but I'd love to see it again because that was, like, six, seven years ago. But, uh, yeah, I mean, good for them, though. I mean, that 15 yeah. bucks ahead, they're, he said that, he said, uh, two weeks ago, they were, uh, they were getting 500 people a day, and, uh, like, you know, when it, when it started or whatever. Right. And he said, now they're getting 500 people an hour. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. At 10, at $15 a head. Jesus. For adults, so. That, yeah. uh,. Okay, I don't want to disparage Norman Rockwell because uh, he's a fantastic artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, he's not exactly. He's uh, not like Picasso, right? Right. Yeah. So I would say he's very much middle of the road, mainstream America, and uh, again, fantastic artist. But uh, you know, nothing that I would ever want to rush out and see. Yeah. Uh, so that, I, th- I don't know if that makes me sad that so many people are lining up to see that and, like, not anything else that's usually <laughs> there. Like, like probably the other biggest thing that they've had there was, like, when the uh, Princess Diana's jewelry oh, was on yeah. the exhibit there. Right, or the Marilyn dresses right, yeah. and what. I'm and, sure that was pretty huge. Right, yeah. So just, I don't know, it just makes me feel bad for I, art. See, I, I actually like Norman Rockwell... Like, I like him a lot more than I like Picasso or Van Gogh. Right. But it surprises me because, you know, I like him because he's got sort of, you know, more like a cartoony style to right. his paints. And, uh, but I mean, yeah, it surprises me that there's that many people. And I'm sure they're not all in the Dayton area. Like, I'm sure there are a lot of out of state people traveling here to see it because I don't think it's, I don't know how many stops the exhibit has, but right. I'm sure there's not a, a bunch of them in Kentucky and Ohio and Detroit and everything, but. Right. Or Michigan, but uh, yeah, it surprises me that there's 500 people an hour. That just yeah baffles me. That's yeah, that's weird. And I even asked them. I was like, I was like, well, how about during the week, like in the evening, because you guys are up until eight. I was like, if we came at like six or seven, he's like, oh, there's 500 people every hour until we close. Wow. He's like, sometimes in the mornings it's a little slower. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Wow. That's weird. Hmm. Yeah. Know how that makes me feel though. Yeah. What if it was a life of exhibit that was 500 people an hour? Then <laughs> uh, I would begin my quest to blow everyone. <laughs> you just blow up the entire art institute. Because yeah. uh, uh, again, I know at least Norman Walkwell is good. Yeah. And I can't say his name. Yeah. <laughs> Norman Rockwell. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Pronounce it well, right at least once <laughs> while we're talking about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to go back at some point. So. I wish you luck. Yeah. We still had fun though, because we instead of going there, we just we just went to lunch and then uh, we looked around at uh, the record store, the Omega Music downtown. Right. Um, that was it. And we all just went our separate ways after that. But, but yeah, it was still all right. At least you salvage something, I guess. Yeah. I'd, if I would have went with you and uh, that would have happened, I'd have been furious. Yeah. I'd have been furious. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have thrown a fucking temper, temper tantrum. And knocked over the uh, the giant modern art thing in the right. in the parking lot that <laughs> looks like a 
cheese grater or whatever it is. <laughs> oh. Then, uh, then could you imagine how well the uh, previous segment would have gone if I would have just been, uh, had that anger latched onto here? <laughs> well, you told me how much you loved that. <laughs> yeah, at least I get to look at some awesome art today <laughs> when I flip through the infinite. My image galaxies. Uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty much. That was pretty much it for my little adventure. Yeah. It's uh, more than I had today. So yeah. here. I did uh, run out to, to get some lunch. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was kind of cold out today. Mm-hmm. It was a little warmer than it has been the past couple of days, but uh, still cold. Ice starting to melt, but still <clears throat> still chilly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, saw a woman out jogging with uh, shorty short short shorts on. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like uh, riding up her ass crack. Kind of short. Huh. Was that, like, a good thing, though? Uh, she was attractive. Okay, because, I mean, you know. You know, what the fuck? It's, yeah, it's, it's still 30 degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or thereabouts. And also, sidewalk's icy. Mm. Uh, why the fuck are you running outside? Yeah, it's dangerous. I can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, uh, at that point, uh, she's just fucking showing off. All right. Yeah, she could kill herself. Oh, man. <laughs> She's looking for attention. Fuck her. Hey, she got it. We're talking about her on a nationally syndicated podcast. That's true. <laughs> and her shorty short shorts. Uh, yeah, that's uh, one thing I wanted to bring up about uh, your old friend's apartment. Mm-hmm. I've been there a couple times. Uh, even when uh, the weather is nice and there's no ice on the ground and it hasn't rained in weeks. Uh you heard that too, right? Martial law fell down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, when it's uh, yeah, when it's nice out and it hasn't rained in weeks and there's no moisture in the air or anything like that, uh, her steps from the uh, the 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 sidewalk near her door to uh, the sidewalk on the street are a death trap. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. There's no railing. Yeah. And. Uh, it's like MC Escher designed them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like a, and then broke it. a deranged, like, like at least his stuff is all like symmetrical. That's like, true. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they're like it's angular. It's like German expression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should have, maybe if I would have took her steps to the artist and they could have ushered us to the front of the line. <laughs> like, yeah, we're here to donate this. Like, oh, where'd you get that? Uh, we'll give it to you if we can get first in line of the Rockwell exhibit. <laughs> I think, uh, like, the very first step has, like, a, uh, like, a 30-degree downward slope, and then the next one is, like, up by, like, 170 degrees, yeah, but it's also cracked in half. Yeah, well, yeah, that, okay, you're right, it is MC Escher, because after you step down from the first step, you're stepping up onto the second step. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? It's impossible. So, yeah, I'm surprised that uh, you or her have uh, survived this long without any uh, major oh, yeah. injuries. Like even during the summer, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, scary, scary time. So, yeah, this is the sort of uh, danger that I-, I face on a weekly basis. <laughs> People think I just work at a comic shop and live with my mom and yeah. have a simple, uh, boring little life here, but no. Uh, every, every time you visit your girlfriend, it's an adventure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Danger. Plus, you're a senior. 
Oh, yeah. That's a tornadoes. There's yeah. tornadoes. and There's wet trash. Bulldogs. Yeah. I mean, someone someone uh, got attacked by a bulldog last week there. Douchebags. Douche, Douchebags. We've seen them. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, check it out. All Sports Bar. <laughs> uh, and what's the other one? I don't know. The other oh, one. did you hear... Uh, there's a guy, I won't say his name, um, uh, but he was always at the, uh, Smokin' Aces bar, okay. uh, singing, uh, he would sing along with other people and, like, generally just be weird and creepy and, right. uh, uh, you're gonna have to narrow it down. <laughs> his name is Chad. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, he's the guy that, uh, we, we suppose, like, you know, he's like, he's the total to whirl operator guy that, like, you know, it's just lingering in Xenia because right. they stopped there on a tour and he just likes <laughs> getting drunk and yeah. singing, uh, uh, yeah, uh glycerine. Yeah. <laughs> he loves, yeah. <laughs> he's that guy. But, uh, I don't know if, I guess you don't remember him specifically, but he's always been there and like, he'll just like, whenever anyone's doing karaoke, he like just takes the stage and like sings with you if he I wants. I may have seen that guy here. Well, apparently he did that to the wrong person and they like, him and their friends just like beat the crap out of him. Wow. Um, and like, I didn't like the guy, but I don't wish that upon him. I just, right. you know, I mean, but perhaps maybe from this he'll or take a lesson or right. something, you know, at least, you know, at least some silver lining would come from, um, this act of violence. Yeah. I'm gonna guess no. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, Zinja's, Zinja's an odd little berg. Yeah, it is. I've, uh, know the city well. Uh, my dad works there, so, especially when I was younger, you know, I used to, uh, on Saturdays we used to go out there because he'd have to run into the office and do something for a while. And then we'd go out to one of the local bars for lunch and, yeah, there's, uh, <laughs> some weirdness going on uh, out it, there. It's like a, uh, like a more blue collar Twin Peaks, you think, maybe? A little bit, yeah. 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 Like it's not as, like, friendly. Not as weird, yeah, but, uh, a lot more trashy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, since most bars will just allow you to bring in your uh, six-year-old kid. With oh, you. yeah. Yeah. Well, they they keep you on the two-drink minimum. So, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they got to uphold some sort of sense of order. <laughs> oh, the grapevine. That was the name of it. The bar? Yeah. Until he started going to Nick's. Nick's. Yeah. And then eventually he joined uh, the Elks Club, and so we started going there. Oh, I think I've been to that. Yeah. Uh, it's like right off of Main Street. I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah kind I, of like in an alleyway almost. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where I had the experience with the like uh, the weird cult thing at midnight where they all they all took their like hats off and like said the poem. It was like the blue climb, chiming clock, and then uh, everybody had to be silent, and then this, this elk guy did a speech at midnight. I think I told you about it like months ago when it happened. I don't remember this I, at I, all. I swear I think I told the story on here, maybe. Wow, all right. But, maybe, uh. Maybe it was one of those I just wasn't paying attention <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a bizarre. That was a very Twin Peaks moment. Yeah, I just, imagine. Yeah. Like things got super quiet and I, like, I was like, what's happening? Like, oh, you're not allowed to drink or talk for the next like five minutes. I was like, what? <laughs> and, uh, and like at midnight, yeah, two different people, like, they said these like weird poems and then they just made a toast. And there was this chiming, like all the lights got dim and there was like this chiming blue grandfather clock in the background. Right. And like it was blue, like lights, not just like, you know, the right. painted blue or anything. And it was just bizarre. It was so weird. 
Yeah, I don't recall this at all. You'll have to tell me off the air, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Good times. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, haven't really had anything else going on, so... Unless yeah. you got something, I guess we can try Let's, to call this a wrap. Yeah, we'll wrap it up, maybe get some food. Uh, I'm getting to be hungry. Yeah, I'm getting, yeah. getting pretty hungry, too. So, uh, you got a movie to pick? I do. And I, I can't remember if you have a copy of this or not, because you've right. got a, you got a sizable DVD collection compared to my own, at least. Yeah. So, uh. You have one. I have one. <laughs> so my two trips here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twice as many. Uh. But yeah, um. I feel like you've told me about this movie, and I've never seen it. But okay. I feel like you have. Sure. And uh, I, I stumbled upon it when uh, doing a little research, and. I want to watch it. All right. So if you veto it, I'll have to watch it all by myself. Keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's called Dogtooth. Never heard of it. Okay, you don't know about this one. Okay. Well, somebody told me about it <clears throat> like a year ago. I guess it wasn't you. Nope. Uh, and it's all I all I know about it is it's a foreign movie about some uh, overbearing parents. All right. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Can't veto it because I don't know a goddamn thing about it. So awesome. We'll do it up. Sweet. Dog tooth. Alright. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Come back next week to find out if that's the actual title. <laughs> Maybe it was Last Tango in Paris. I know it was a foreign movie. <laughs> oh, Canadian Bacon. Yeah, that's candy. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, man, his parents. Not cool in that film. <laughs> Alright then. We'll, uh, watch Dog Tooth? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. You can subscribe to Gutter Trash at iTunes or directly at guttertrash.net. If you go to iTunes, please leave us a review. You can email us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. For more info, you can find us on Facebook. Or you can go to seanborn.net or buyerbeware.guttertrash.net. Listen to our sister podcast, League Night, at league.guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>